Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this Friday, November 10th, 2023. Let's dive into it. It's Bachelor Rush Hour. All right, we got a lot to get into today. You've got my smooth jazz voice as I'm recording this at 5.30 in the morning in Rhode Island on the East Coast. That's right. Got to catch a flight back to Los Angeles tonight. I've got a very special Q&A that I've got prepared for this episode. I'll answer some of your questions. In the back half, we're going to share what Kat said uh, regarding uh, Bachelor in Paradise. We got the full recap on YouTube, but you can check that out. Did you watch last night's episode of Paradise or Golden Bachelor? Not a dry eye in sight there on Golden Bachelor. Uh, maybe that's just uh, the, uh, I don't know, uh, the the love we all have for the older generation, but uh, a different tone from uh, the live show than we normally get. And uh, Kat got the same tone we normally get from Paradise as she releases a statement calling for peace after she's basically been bullied and attacked for the last five episodes online. And multiple things can be true, right? She could have been a bad character on the show, but at the same time, it is wicked out there when you get the wrath of a bachelor nation. We know that, folks. All right, we'll get to the Q&A in a second, but we've got some non-bachelor news. Robert De Niro ordered to pay... uh, uh, his assistant, $1.2 million, or his ex-assistant, I should say. Robert De Niro just lost big in a New York courtroom after a judge socked his production company with a $1.2 million judgment. A jury shut down De Niro's claim that his ex-personal assistant, Graham Chase Robinson, embezzled from him. He had sought $6 million in damages, but after five hours of deliberation, the jury tossed his claim. The jury was way more sympathetic to Robinson's $12 million countersuit, awarding her $1.2 million against De Niro's company, Canal Productions. De Niro testified during the two-week trial and the jury heard about the tensions between him. The actor admitted he had called her a effing spoiled brat when she failed to wake him for an important appointment. I mean, I feel the same way. If you don't wake me up when I'm on a nice nap, it's like, how dare you let me sleep through that appointment? Uh, I don't have an assistant, though. I just yell at my Google, my uh, Apple Watch. He also admitted that he asked her to scratch his back several times but scoffed at the notion it was sexual. Robinson called it creepy and disgusting. Anyway, there it is, folks. A nice one point. $2 million settlement. Not bad on the salary of an assistant. And in other news, Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks' son, went toe-to-toe punches with a home intruder and thwarts an alleged burglary. He's got his Second Amendment rights to bare fists, apparently. Chet Hanks must defend his house, and he'll do it with his bare fists, as a man who was allegedly trying to get into Chet's place found out the hard way. So that's very interesting there. He gave him the old one-two, uh, you know. Uh, he's uh, uh, physically, he said he was unscathed in the cases moving to the L.A. Court District Attorney's Office uh, to see what the hell went down um, it, with, you know, I mean, geez, I don't know what's going down. Did he know the guy? Was, what's, uh, you know, was it a break and entering? Well, we'll find out more information as it comes. And after yesterday's story, we covered Carly Waddell. Remember her from Bachelor in Paradise? She was on Jason Tartik's Trading Secrets podcast, and we shared the story where she talked about how annoying Lady Gaga was in school. Well, after the backlash she received, she was caught wearing a Lady Gaga shirt on stage yesterday. 
She's now singing and opening for Nick Carter. And on Thursday, she wore a T-shirt with Lady Gaga sitting at a piano. So, uh, you know, hey, good for her for playing with it and having fun considering all the hate she got. You know, was she just sharing her opinion? Yes, but most uh, asshole comments come from people just sharing their opinions. Hey, but we live for it, right? All right. So anyway, uh, like I said, we're going to cover Kat Izzo and what um, she said on the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast uh, in a little bit. But let's first share her statement she made on Instagram. She said, I empathize with the fact that there may be things in this season thus far that are triggering for many people. However, I am simply asking for some peace as the past five weeks have been overwhelming and mentally compromising due to the negativity. Every hour, every platform, there is something new. We are only human. Uh, I agree with her. I think even if you have a rough go of it and a bad edit, or or if you're just a jerk on the show, it never equals the wrath you get from an audience that wants to just really tell you how triggering you are. I don't think it's on her if she triggered people. I think it's on you, uh, the person who is triggered, to deal with whatever it is that felt so triggering by seeing her on the beach. Um, anyway, that's just my opinion. I think we need to relook at the way we look at things that are triggering. We need to go, huh, this is my body telling me I have something unresolved. Now, maybe not in some cases, there can be something very serious with certain words that are triggering and things like that, absolutely. But with a case where Kat Izzo is just a nefariously bad character on the beach. Is that really triggering? I mean, I, we've, we've all known a cat in high school. Does this really bother you? I don't know. Leave a comment. Let me know. All right. Well, because I'm going to be traveling across the country today, I wanted to make sure I had a Q&A prepared so that we'd have some content here for the podcast. But I love a good Q&A every few weeks. So let's get to that next. All right, we love a good Q&A. We do this on Instagram every once in a while. If you don't follow me, it's at DNeals. Someone said, what is your favorite music to rock out to on the road? It really depends on the environment. Um, I like country sometimes if I'm driving on the highway. I love, I've been listening to Jelly Roll, Save Me. Oh my gosh, this guy is such a good voice. But uh, when I'm driving locally or to a stand-up gig, I usually listen to early 2000s hip hop. (laughs) That probably dates me to a very specific time period. But if it's Usher (laughs) or if it's uh, Nelly or things like that, uh, let me tell you something. My Tesla was built for some of that early 2000s hip-hop. All right, here's a question. I need more Clayton info, more of a demand than a question, but I will uh, help you out there. Um, I made a 30-minute long video today reading the entire court documents that were used to file an injunction against harassment on me. Yes, folks, believe it or not, I've been accused by somebody I've never met of revenge porn and defamation and harassment and all these other things. The court documents are wild. The uh, the initial order of protection, the temporary restraining order, it's called a TRO, that was actually denied by the judge or whoever, whoever looks over this material. So she did not get a TRO against me, but I will be in court. I'm guessing she'll be joining us by Skype. How convenient. She just loves to Skype into these things. I'll be in court there on Monday, November 27th with as many updates as I can provide afterwards. So instead, any plans to return to Seattle for stand-up? Loved your show and can't wait for the next 
one. I don't have any plans to join anytime soon back to Seattle, but I really loved it and I can't wait to come back. I'm going to have to book some other shows across the country in the South and Midwest and things like that. Uh, speaking of the South, the question was, how was Nashville house hunting? I don't know if I mentioned this here, but we put an offer on a home. We saw a home on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We went three days in a row. We kept on wanting to see more of it. We put an offer in and then we found out that there was a cash offer and we lost the house. When I get back to Los Angeles on Saturday, we're going to be looking at a new house. I will have on our vlog channel, which is called Tasha Courtney and Dave Neal Do Fun Things. I will have the video of the houses we looked at in Nashville. I think you'll really like it. It was kind of cool. Um, let's see what else we got. Someone said, what brings you the most joy career-wise these days? I have to say the main uh, artery that connects all of the things I do is a conversation with you. So I've really been enjoying the podcast um, because it's, first of all, performing a lot better. So I love how personal the conversation is, audio to audio. Um, I love how great conversations are when it comes to stand-up comedy. I love having a fun, I love telling jokes and then afterwards, uh, audience might say, oh, I love this one or that thing you did when the guy did this was fun or whatever. So it really just comes down to uh, the relationship that we have. So what brings me joy? Connection. I think it comes down to connection, which, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of you guys found me for the first time because we just wanted to connect, right? We just wanted to connect. And that's, and that's what it all comes down to. So even though this conversation might be one way, me speaking, you listening, it does feel like we're having a conversation. It does connect. Lane asked, how did you get into watching The Bachelor franchise, Power Recap, or Origin Story? I probably shared this a bunch. It's not too exciting. I just, I always enjoyed the show, even though a lot of people were like, oh, it's meant for women, you know, because it does have a large female audience. I just always loved the dynamic play out. And, you know, of course, the show creates crazy drama as we get to see people in untenable situations as they fight over the same guy and this and that. So uh, my story is as similar as everyone else's. Uh, you just so happen to catch the first episode, you get invested in the characters, and then you keep on going. Alicia said, Nirvana or Pearl Jam? Um, how about Spice Girls? <laughs> you, 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 my, um, my, ability, my early 1990s uh, music listening was really just super poppy. So I, I hate to say it was neither Pearl Jam or Nirvana, at least at the time. You know, I found their music maybe afterwards, but, you know, I was, you know, you know listening to probably Christian music as my mom played, you know, and, uh, you know, Amy Grant on the radio. I know, I know, folks. Very, very interesting stuff here. Uh, someone asked, would you ever get a cosmetic procedure? If so, what? We can start a GoFundMe for that too, LOL. I don't think I would. I mean, I've got no desire to do anything, even injections. I know a lot of men get Botox now. I've got no desire you know, I don't judge people, but I kind of like the way my face looks. It's mine. I guess um, I've considered getting my um, getting Invisalign back on to straighten up some teeth that have kind of fallen in different places over the years. But I don't think that counts as a cosmetic procedure, right? Um, if you asked me, in tw if I looked back 20 years from now, would I be surprised if I got something done? Yes, I actually would. I just don't see that happening. I think, you know, you can tell with like someone like Chris Harrison, you can tell there's been some nipping and tucking and tightening and things like 
like that. And sometimes you can't tell what procedure was done, but you can just tell that something was done. And to me, I'd rather, I'd rather just age gracefully, but I don't judge people that get things done. I just, I kind of feel like it's like tattoos. Like once you have one tattoo, you need more, which is fine for tattoos. But I feel the same way with people who get procedures done. It becomes like something that you have to keep on doing and at greater speeds. And I don't know, no judgment. Like I said, just uh, not really for me. What's the best job you've ever had? You're very good at this one. Oh, thank you so much. So I actually, my first job was scooping ice cream at Newport Creamery. And I really loved that job because I could kind of uh, have fun. There's always like a few different people that would work the counter of the ice cream, uh, you know, uh, scooping. And, you know, you'd you'd be taking orders, but also hanging out and having fun. I, I honestly did those jobs not even wanting the money. I just, like I said, loved the connection that I made with other people. I also had a job uh, only a few years ago where I would drive electric cars around and drop off tourists at the beach from their hotel. And I actually really loved that job. I hate how bad it paid. That was the worst part. But I, I basically worked eight hours a day just hanging out by the beach, playing music in an open air car. And I would just meet people and again, connect with people. And um, those are probably my favorite jobs. Another uh, question here. Actually, it's not a question. They say no question. Just love you and Tasha together. Oh, good to know. And thanks so much for, you know, uh, sticking with us and and all that. All right. So there's your Q&A. Not a bad one. Um, I know I'm recording this pretty early. So some more questions might come in that I won't have answers too. But if you love Tasha and myself, just know we're going to have a lot of content coming on our new channel. You know, we had a vlog. I had a vlog channel, Dave Neal Vlogs, and then she had a vlog channel. And then it's like, we got married and it's like, what are we doing here? Let's just have a joint vlog channel since we do all things together. So the next video going up on the joint vlog channel is going to be our trip to the Maldives. We're going to share with you all the behind the scenes of staying in an overwater villa in one of the most beautiful places in the world. It's going to be very easy to edit because it's going to be very beautiful content. And then after that, I'm going to have our house hunting in Nashville, and then we'll move on from there. So lots to get to over there. I'll tell you what, let's jump into the Bachelor in Paradise conversation. Uh, the next clip you're going to hear is Kat on Bachelor uh, Russia, excuse me, on Bachelor Happy Hour podcast, talking about her love triangle with uh, John Henry and Olivia. Where did Olivia and John Henry stand? I don't, I don't know. I mean, they were hanging out for sure. Were you, for, are you friends, were you friends with her at the time no. or was it just more like? No, I had, I was going through my own obviously things. So like the main people I was leaning on were my girls, like Kylie, Jess, Mercedes, um, even sometimes Rachel and stuff. Um, even a lot of the boys were like my friends and People are like Blake was one of my confidants that I would like talk through things with, but Olivia was never really one of them because there was just some things that were said about other women that like rubbed me the wrong way. So I just didn't, I never really felt comfortable having a friendship with her like on a personal level. So I never really had any idea of like where her relationship stood. But if there was one person on the beach that I definitely did not have even like an actual friendship, it was Olivia. So who was her, who were her friends? She was friends with, um, she hung out a lot with Eliza. That was her like closest friend, okay. I would say. Yeah. Okay. So then when you start like flirting and, in, in, in talking to John Henry, is he just kind of just 
going back? Does, does he bring up Olivia or where he's at in that relationship I at all? I think I asked him at some point and he was like just saying, you know, yeah, we've been getting to know each other and I like hanging out with her, but like he was still, I think, open to just like getting to know each other. And in those initial moments, it was about just, I was just like really intrigued by him and like I felt like a real like attraction. So it was very like just a friendship and we had became friends over the few days that he's been on the beach. So I wasn't like, okay, I'm talking to you because we're going to date tomorrow. And like, you're going to be the person I like. It was just like, no, you know, and he's very easy on the eyes. So he's really fun to talk to and like hang out with and just look at in general. I remember I would forget what he says because he would just like talk to me and I couldn't hear him because he's so attractive. <laughs> I tell you what, like, like I said before, you know, uh, finding someone you enjoy looking at is half the battle, right, folks? I think Kat would have been better served by just turning off her social media the whole season and waiting till the like women tell all. Do they even do that for Paradise? They Paradise tell all? I don't know if they normally do that. But either way, or I think I guess they do an after show, right? Either way, we'll find out. Because it's just like, look, every episode that's going to get worse and worse she's almost giving us that same energy that Rachel Kirkconnell had which was that energy and you might say as a as a viewer you might say oh she should just she should just ignore the hate and I just I encourage you to have more empathy than that and realize it's very hard to do when you when you open up your Instagram and um, you just randomly run into hate posts and comments and DMs I mean it's really hard to avoid this type of hate and it's someone who's in their early to mid 20s in in you know, uh, cares probably a lot about what other people think of them, which shouldn't be the case, but who doesn't, right? It's just very, it's going to be very exhausting to deal with for her. So you, you, I'm not saying she looks manic, but she definitely looks like she's been dealing with it. She's on the ropes, as it were. But I think you said that actually. <laughs> it's insane. Like it's, it's never happened to me before. And I was like, what's going on? So there was just like a lot of weird feelings that were coming up, but I was just kind of going with it. I wasn't really like having any yeah, like I intention mean, or expectations or like fantasies. It was just like, you're like really cute and really fun to talk to. Did you have any concerns about getting to know him with yeah. Olivia on the beach and like potential conflict yeah, there? I saw she handled the Kylie situation. So I was like, I don't, I don't, I, I've had enough fair chair drama. But in general, so so Cat goes. I've had enough of my fair share of drama, and it's like, have you, Cat? So she's so she's clearly non-confrontational, but will talk smack to the cameras, which of course plays off very much not in her favor with the public perception. I guess these are all just things that could have been worked out with the uh, quick conversations. But you know, that's not the way the show works. The show uh, runs off of drama, and she's fueling the season. I never wanted to disrespect her. I never would want to be like in front of somebody that she has feelings for. And I would never be doing that in a purposeful way. But we it's kind of hard in periods because we're all around each other. But I know I would there was multiple times where I'm like, I don't want to be doing this because I know that she still likes him and I would never want to like disrespect somebody. But I was uh, just a little worried on how that was going to be accepted just based on like what I've seen thus far, if that makes sense. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what, how, did it, how did it feel when Olivia then, after you're talking to John Henry, and we don't know like the way it, it comes across to us, you're talking to John Henry, and then she comes finally comes over that night, pulls him and like makes out with yeah. him. What looks like to be in front of you or oh, next yeah, to you. Oh, yeah, that was so fun. That was 
That was great. <laughs> I loved it. Um, just because I'm not doing it does not mean that she's not doing it. Like, I'm sure it was territorial and disrespectful and blah, blah, you know, all that stuff. But that wasn't going to deter me from... I. I could tell in that moment that that's not John Henry. Like that was Olivia. So it's, if that's how you, if that's how you display, you know, how you carry yourself in these moments, that's fair. Not sure. But it's not the bachelor. So it's not like I'm going to go and be like, can I interrupt you for a second? Like, no, he's a grown man. If he wants to be there, he'll be there. If he doesn't, he won't, you know, like he's, it's not just like he can make his own decisions for himself too. So and how if roles were flipped and Reversed. you were talking to John Henry first and then Olivia came around, how do you think you would have handled that? I mean, he was hanging out with me. So like if I was in her position okay. and I saw him talking to another girl after we've formed a connection, that's not the like for, for me, I would never say that's the woman's fault. Like I would be like, okay, like you clearly like her. My ego's hurt. I gotta go. There it is, folks. My ego's hurt. I gotta go. Yeah, it's like uh, he's just not that into you. And that's what it comes down to. So uh, I can understand the people that have smashed Olivia, no pun intended, and said, oh, she needs to take a hint, take the loss. You know what I mean? He's just not that into you, which is probably true but at the same time she can feel her feelings and in the end that's what the show is it's a dance between who's into who and they keep on tempting you with new options and only the strong will survive and and our final story to wrap up the episode of Bachelor Shower. How did we forget to cover this yesterday? We've got the SAG strike has ended. That's right. We had the Writers Guild of America strike uh, that uh, seemed to find a lot of success for the Guild, for the Writers Guild. And now we've got the SAG strike ending. SAG strike is over, but what's next? Here's when you can expect your shows and movies back. The Hollywood strikes are officially over. Now that the SAG strike has announced, or not that SAG has announced a deal with the Alliance of Motion pictures and television producers which represents the major hollywood studios actors are just one step away from getting back to work if as widely expected the union membership votes to authorize the deal the cameras can start rolling again scripted projects in hollywood have been almost entirely shut down since may when the writers guild went on strike and was soon followed by sag uh, starting production again isn't as simple as the actors showing up to work TV series and movies require a lot of preparation before shooting happens from script writing to set building and costume design. Once all that pre-production work is done, there will be a scramble to get every show and film back to set at once, which could cause traffic jams at major filming locations and a greater demand for behind the scenes crew that can be met. Yeah. And there's also plenty of crew and uh, movies that were in the middle of production, like the new wizard of Oz movie that um, was, you know, plenty of people were working on a very large production. Those things can start back up as soon as they can get the cameras rolling and people in place. Um, they say network TV may move fast, but it will still be a while until you see new episodes of most scripted series on the likes of ABC, NBC, Fox, and CBS. Yeah, this is why shows like Bachelor, Dancing with the Stars, they will never go away because these strikes tend to happen. I think this new contract is for three years. So if they don't figure this out in the next couple of years, they'll be back on strike. And so they say, expect a gap in new shows in early 2024, which was you know kind of the result of this ongoing strike. But either way, it just goes to show that collective negotiating 
is always beneficial to all of those that are able to, um, you know, uh, be a part of those unions. And I mean, I was like, look, folks, they, they were trying to scan human bodies and just get rid of, uh, you know, like, do you really want to watch uh, comic book movies that are all just fake people walking around? Maybe, maybe that's what you want, but it would decimate the industry. Um, all right, folks. Well, uh, thank you guys again so much for all the support. If you wanted to go check out that full half hour long video on YouTube and go see the absolute ridiculous court case we are sadly sucked into, you can go on YouTube and check that out. We'll be back tomorrow when we talk to Dr. Laura Anderson um, about purity culture and her sort of uh, recovery from some of the trauma she received while living in Tennessee and growing up in a very strict and crazy uh, religion. All right, you're gonna love that conversation. Uh, it's not for uh, it's 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 for everybody, whether you belong to a church or not. It's good to hear uh, the best ways to share love, the best ways to share positivity, and the best ways to communicate with those around you, not through fear or control, but through uh, compassion. And that's what we try to do here. So, thank you guys so much again for all the love, and we'll see you tomorrow on Bachelor Rush Hour. Yeah.